what if I could have won? What if I could have set the course record? What if I could have changed the fucking world? What if I could have made a million dollars? That is my like that is my driving force when I make it to these ultras or really anything. What if? What is happening? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Grind Podcast. I'm Justin Mahaley, and I am joined by Matthew Johnson, ultra marathon runner and proud Gogganite. <laughs> Gogganite. Like many David Goggins is in the house, and we have quite the episode for you guys. So make sure that you tune into this when you are ready for some very intense feedback and some very intense personal stories as well. Absolutely phenomenal episode. Get ready. I'll see you inside. There's a part of us that I think never quite grows up from the subconscious layers that were instilled in us when we were children. And the culture that you grow up in, the environment, your parents' relationships, your friends that you had, whatever the teachers were like in your school, all of the adults you look up to when you're in that subconscious state and you're not quite able to draw your own conclusions and have a well thought out thought process. I find that it just cultivates in everything that we do. I'm, I'm reading the Elon Musk book right now. And his childhood was just absolutely awful. I was, I was, gonna, I was literally in my mind. I was, like, I was like, it was chaos, wasn't it? Chaos. Yeah. His dad was a big time engineer and he went to a school where emotional and physical abuse was promoted. It was encouraged and it wouldn't get stopped. There were kids in his school that would die from it. And then the teachers would mock those kids and tell the students, you know, don't die like dumb fuck, fight back. Bro, that was like, like fucking, what, six, 60, he was 50 very, years ago? Like that was, was not a long time ago. Yeah, he was young when, when this happened. And he would go home and his dad, Errol Musk, his dad would just berate him. If he got beat up in school, he got out of the hospital, went home, stood for two hours in front of his dad. Just terrible. You said you need chaos and toxicity in your life. And Walt Disney has an, an amazing quote. I love this quote. All the adversity I've had in my life, all my troubles, all my obstacles have strengthened me. You may not realize it when it happens, but a kick in the teeth may be the best thing in the world for you. What would happen if you fixed these things, if you didn't have these chaotic moments in your life, what would you be? I, I would be unable to thrive. Like I, I would be, I would be unable to be who I am. And I'm not, I'm not sure why. I mean, I know that it's, you know, it's, it's what it stems from and stems from, you know, same thing like you just said, like the childhood trauma and stuff like that. And I spoke about that a lot, but I didn't really know that like, and, and this is simple, this, this like thriving chaos is simple, right? Like when, when people work and they sit at their computer and usually they want, you know, they want quiet, they want to be able to think and, and, you know, peace and quiet. You know, I hear a lot of people that, that work from home, they go to coffee shops Yeah, because you, know, you go to coffee shops. That's you know, what I did. They, yeah, That's where they, I was before this. Why? Why do you go to coffee shops? There's enough stimulus to keep me engaged, but not too much to distract me from my work. Exactly. I don't get distracted. Mm. Like I, I had a friend come over while I was, while I was working and uh, Drew Darby is actually he's one of my best friends. He's also my content creator that helps me with content. And he came in and I was sitting there at my computer and the TV was on and going and my music 
on my Google was playing and I was creating content on my computer and that was playing out loud. My phone was going off. And I didn't realize that any of this was like, that's my, that's my daily, that's, that's how I, that's how I live. And, and at the same time, I'm having a conversation with him and he literally walks over to the TV and he like clicks the button and he goes over to Google and he clicks the button and he's like, dude, I can't think. And it, and it really hit me there where I'm like, whoa. And, you know, so thriving in chaos, like people will hear that and they're like, oh, like, you know, that guy thrives in these hard races and, and doing hard things. And like, no, like it's my entire life. Like for some reason, I just have this ability to just, and I grew up with ADD. Like I was on Adderall and Ritalin and, and all of that and joined the military and dumped out the pills and I left. I never got off of it. But I think I've found this way to, maybe it was in the military. Maybe it was, you know, I don't know, but I found this and I think that what that's what helps me so much in these endurance sports is I found this area where I can just, everything goes away. And it's literally just me. And if I want to focus on the TV, I can block out all of that and focus on the TV with this. If I want to focus on my content, I can block out the rest. But when I turn that all off and I sit there, I can't, I, I can't do anything. It, it, it's too quiet. I can't have quiet to the point of like, even like laying in bed at night, I lay in bed at night. I have to have the fan on. And I know when I get in the bed, I see this is, it, I mean, it, it's kind of stupid because it's so simple. When I get in bed, quiet. And I'm like, fuck your mind. Like, you know, up. and I have to get up and I have to flip the fan on. I sleep with the window open because I can hear things going on outside. And I, I don't know. I just, but it's simple. It's not, you know, it's not like, oh, this guy thrives in chaos. Wow. He's, he's so fucking hard, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's way more than that. It's way more. If you don't have chaos in your life, do you find yourself sort of creating it? I, I liken this to- Self-sabotage. Yeah, yeah. I liken this to what Elon talks about quite often. And he, you saw it firsthand with the way he handled the Twitter and X situation. Yeah. He just gets a little bit bored and he just kind of makes things go. I make my training like, like we, I, on that, on that same podcast where I talked yeah. about thriving and toxicity, mm -hmm. we talked about training for the Ludville 100. Yeah. It's a hundred mile race. One of the hardest in, I the, United, that up, in the United the States. Yeah. Absolutely insane. And I would, you know, usually when you're, when you're training for these races, you're doing double backs, which are like two runs in a day. Yeah. So you're okay. running in the morning and you're running at night. Okay. When I would run in the evening, in the afternoon, now mind you, this is July. Yeah. It's 110 degrees. I would throw on a hoodie because I wanted it to be harder. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm this hard motherfucker. Like yeah. I'm not like, I'm just saying that like I do and don't do that. Like if you're listening, yeah. don't, 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 do, don't that. do that. Yeah. It's not safe. It's not. And, and I'm not gloating. I'm not like, you know, I'm not saying like, I'm so cool because I do this. Yeah. But like, I look back on that now and I'm like, dude, what a, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. Like, cause I would throw on a hoodie because I'm like, look, I want to make this, like, I want to almost make myself sick yeah. because like, cause it's easy, right? To just do the run, do the run, do the workout and leave. And for me, it's like, I'm always like, dude, how can I like, how can I torture myself while I'm doing this? Yeah. How can I make it just a little bit harder? There's a Victor Frankl quote that this brings to my mind. Um, when we are no longer able to change the situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. 
it was just a little bit too mundane for you to go on that afternoon run. So you had to think about how can I make this just absolutely treacherous? Yeah. Coming from a background of endurance sport, I ran track in college. I was a sprinter, yet we definitely had some you know, longer runs. The long distance guys, y'all are nuts. You're absolutely nuts. Like in a lot of different ways, typically I've experienced more socially awkward than others. And that's what I was expecting when I met you for coffee the other day, but now you're, you're just like a cool ass dude. You're saying that the, the, these ultra they, runners are, they, are like, they're, they're awkward? Socially awkward. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like that's all endurance sports. I could though. go off on that because yeah. I have, I have a friend. Why is that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But he said something to me that, that, that made sense. And, and it was, we, we were talking about like, 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 why is my, why is my Instagram blowing up? Yeah. Why am I, why do I, you know, why is my engagement at 1.5 million? Why is like, why is all of this happening? And he's like, because he's like, because you can do these hard things and you can get in front of a camera. Yeah. He's like, these other guys, like there, yeah, there's plenty of dudes out there that would fuck me up in a race. hundred mm -hmm. percent. And they got 500 followers. <laughs> and they have 500 followers, for yeah. sure. There's guys yeah. that don't even have Instagram that are, that like, yeah. like, like, like the guy that won the Leadville 100 this year when I was Instagram. there, don't even have Instagram is wearing a fucking button up shirt. Wow. Like he's just, he's, he's, there are people out there that are built like that, that you, that you're never going to know about. Yeah. But you can't put them in front of a camera. They're not business people. They're not yeah. businessmen. They're not, you know. They don't have charisma. So it's like when it comes to social media and that's kind of going down a different route, but like, it's like, what's the, the polar bear on a unicycle, right? Yeah. You, you have to find the polar bear on a unicycle mm. and the polar bear, you know, cause the polar bear is rare. The unicycle is rare. Yeah. But when you put a polar bear on top of a unicycle, that's an anomaly. You never see it happen. So in order to, I, in my opinion, in order to blow up on social media or become, you know, this person that people are like, well, they want to see what you're doing. You have to be the polar bear on the unicycle. And the polar bear is the ultra running and the ultra endurance that I can do. And in my own opinion, the unicycle is that I'm also a, a business, like I, I, like I'm, 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 I'm with brands. I'm a businessman. Like I, I know how to do business. I know how to talk to a camera. Mm. I know how to create content. That's my polar bear on a unicycle. And you don't, you don't find that a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are a polar bear where they have a unicycle, but pulling that together, it's the extremism. Yeah. So the further away you get from the norm, you're typically further away in other avenues as well, uh, socially, intellectually, yeah. emotionally. Yeah. It, maybe that's not for the positive. I know that ultra endurance sports are quite similar to bodybuilding, which in a way, if you break bodybuilding down, it could be considered an ultra endurance sport because for 20 weeks, you're doing hours and hours and hours and hours it of is. cardio it every is. single it week. It is, 100%. I've talked yeah, yeah. Yes, for sure. There bodybuilding are, is harder. Bodybuilding is harder than a hundred miler. There like, are some people that um, I know in that realm who are just so weird and off. And you look at someone like Chris Bumstead. I he's would, a very he. He's a polar bear on a unicycle. That my next he question talk to, to you, or what I was about to say, yeah. was: Imagine if Seabum couldn't talk to a camera. He then he would have five hundred thousand followers. He, his physique would warrant that oh, easily. But he has such a charming charisma yes. about him. And I look at Derek Lunsford, who won the Mister Olympia this year, and he's very similar. Derek can talk to a camera quite well. Most of these guys, those are such anomalies. Those are the anomalies of the anomalies, because mm -hmm. the majority of them are truly just people 
who aren't able to relate to others outside of their extreme sport. And then when you take that extreme sport away from them, you see massive dips in mental health and well-being because yeah. they're not quite sure exactly where the, where they fit in in society. They've been removed and alienated themselves from it for so long. And I know that ultra endurance is the same as bodybuilders. When you're deep in it, they believe they're holier than thou. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing something other humans can't do. What I find fascinating is I don't get this in Austin, we're immersed in the tech scene. And I have a lot of tech friends who are absolute whizzes. A good friend of mine is running Amazon's AI department, and wow. it is a big deal. It is a big deal. And he can sit in this podcast and chat with us and talk to the camera and you know, do all of the things that just a normal society member should be able to do right i am going to briefly interrupt this podcast to ask you to leave a five-star review and rating on whatever platform you're listening and if you do this and screenshot and send it to the grower die instagram page you are going to be entered to win a 100 amazon gift card we're going to be picking people every other week and listen the show gets like 10 maybe 15 reviews per week so your odds are going to be pretty high in there. So if you do that for me, it would be an amazing help. Let's get back to the show. Do you find that all of these extreme people who are so far away from normal society, they're running from something, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. And I mean, yeah, what are you I've, running from? You know, I mean, it's it's hard to pin it on yeah. one single area. I mean, I've, I've said multiple times before, like I think about the military. I'm like, if you join the military, you, you have a fucking problem. Yeah. Like, like no one grows up with a picture perfect life, right? And and mommy and daddy are wiping your ass and you have $100 bills yeah. and life's good. And you're like, you yeah. know what? I'm going to go list in the fucking army, baby. You're right. Like that, you know, it doesn't happen. So I look at that. And then I think back to, you know, I mean, I had a single mom yeah, and we were piss poor yeah, and we struggled and we lived in small town, Iowa. And there's just, you know, there's just so many things and so many traumatic incidents. Like, you know, my mom had a, um, my mom got married yeah. and, uh, her husband was emotionally and mentally abusive, like bashed her fucking face off of a car and knocked her tooth out. Wow. And shit that I would have to like, that I would have to watch yeah. as a 14 year old you boy, you know, I mean, I mean, there, there's that point where, you know, it, it makes you angry, but you're, 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 you're third, you know, you're 12, you're 13, you're 14. Yep. And those, you know, those fighting instincts don't really pop up until, mm -hmm. you know, the 16, mm -hmm. 17 in, in, in my opinion, you know, mm -hmm. so it was, it was, you know, I didn't know what the fuck to do. And this guy was, you know. Six four, three hundred and twenty mm -hmm. pounds. The fuck, think am you I didn't have do? a chance. Yeah, the fuck yeah. am I gonna do? I mean, just to the point where, like, I mean, he was like that. You know, I, I mean, he, there, there was when they were they were married for like six years, and it was the point where like life was good. My mom was with him, and like the dating, like when they were dating, like they started dating when I was like nine. And dude, he was cool as fuck. Like, like we did stuff together. Like it was, it was super cool. And then they got married and it switched up and it was, and it was like, whoa, to the point, like, I remember, 
as I got older, they, they split when I was 16. Mm. But when I was 16, like towards the end, uh, I'd snuck out of the house. And they fucking knew. I, they knew I snuck out of the house. Like that night, like they knew. And my bedroom was on a ground floor and I had propped up my window with a golf um, like I, I played golf at the time, yeah. a golf club. Yeah. And I crawled in my window and he put a gun to my head. He was waiting for me in the window, put a loaded gun right to my head. It's just not that serious. It, yeah. I mean, I mean, serious. and like, like pinned me up against the wall with a gun to my head Yeah. and was like, I, like, I, 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 I could kill you right now and, and tell people that someone was, that I thought someone was breaking in. So at 16 years old, I had a loaded gun put to my head for the first time. You wonder and, what's going through someone's mind when they do something like that. Like what power trip you have to be on, how powerless you have to feel over your own emotions yeah. to like take that out on other people. Yeah. And, you know, based on the other events that you experience, it's pretty easy to draw conclusions. He, he had no control over himself. So he had to overtly control everything else. Yeah. I mean, there was like... I mean, and that that was like the the, you know, the what do you want to say? Like the icing on the cake, you know. Yeah. And then I mean, my mom found out like he was cheating on her, and yeah. and she's the one who was like, you know, you're gonna get the fuck out. Like this is done. But there was plenty of times like when I was younger, and this is this is this is trauma, right? I mean, I mean that's trauma. Having a gun, a loaded gun put to your fuck head yeah. at fucking yeah. And can't say I've ever experienced that. And like there was, my mom would leave the house and he would lock my little brother and I in the bedroom and we'd be locked in there for hours. He'd put like a chair up under the, um, up under the door and like we would be locked in the bedroom. Yeah. Um, he would lock him and my mom in the bedroom. I mean, never dove into those situations, but like just very, very traumatic for me, especially growing up with a single, like I grew up with a single mother. Then my little brother was born when I was eight. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, and then it was like, once my brother was like five, mm -hmm. I, like I was kind of helping parent him yeah. because the marriage was failing. And my mom, my mom didn't work because he, he was making so much money mm -hmm. that like, it was, you know, you don't need to work. Trapped, uh, fully trapped, trapped in control. Trapped. Yeah. And watching that, watching that relationship, it was like, almost like I started to really learn yeah. how to shut off yeah and like when i would need to like you know when my little brother wasn't around i didn't need to take care of him and i was the one that was being you know tormented yep i was able to i was able to shut that shut that brain you know sh shut off and 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 you know or or it could be you know when they were screaming and fighting, I would put music on in my yeah. bedroom so I, 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 so I couldn't hear it. So that's where the chaos of today yes, that you right. enjoy you know, working you know, and that's, focusing. Yeah. It feels like a flow state. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like that's it. It's like, you know I mean? That was shit that I, I dealt with that from nine to 16. Yeah. And that, you know, I mean, that's seven years. I went through that daily. Seven years while you're your, your, your subconscious is really what you're operating from in that level as well. Cause you don't have, again, your own, you don't have critical thinking and problem yeah. solving attributes cause you're a helpless child in, yeah. in a world just trying to get by. Right. And then, and then 16, right. He, he, le like he leaves. That was fucking traumatic. Not even to go into that. Yeah. He leaves, drains the bank account. We're piss poor again. We're living in a trailer Yeah, and you know, 
17, 18 graduate military. Yeah. I'm like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. But at that point I had I had all that leading up that like the military wasn't I was like, dude, yeah, like, like, like it wasn't uh, what the fuck's that? It's better than home. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean the big thing was like, yeah, it really, really sucked to leave my mom. But at yeah. that point, like my brother was like 11 and yeah. a very grown up 11 year old because he had to be because he was going through the shit with me. He had and, to be man of the house. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, okay, he can step up. Like, I'm, I, you know, I can leave for eight months mm -hmm. and, you know, go get my shit done and come back. I joined the, I joined the National Guard. Yeah. So I was in the National Guard. Then I came back and got an active duty job and was active duty in Des Moines. Okay. So I was Army National Guard, active duty for X amount of years, but I was able to come back. So I was, it wasn't like I was stationed somewhere. Yep. Um, so I was able to come back home, came back home. And at that time, my mom had bought another house and, um, yeah, I mean, but then, you know, then it would, yeah, it was just. Let me, let me pitch you a statement that came to my mind. I, I am unfamiliar with where I heard it from for the first time, but you were talking about if you grow up wiping your ass with a hundred dollar bills, you're probably not going to go to the military. Uh, I heard it was definitely on a podcast. Someone talked about if you want to stop wars, you take the richest people on earth and you put their kids on the front line. Oh, and all of a sudden there's not going to be absolutely. wars anymore. Absolutely. hundred percent. hundred percent. But here's the thing. When you got these fucked up dudes, yeah. like, like I think about my friends, like my best friends that I, that I had from the military mm -hmm. and like, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't care. You, the guys, 90, let's say 90% of the guys that are, that are out there. And like anyone that's in the military, listen to this. You, you, you if you're one of the nine out of 10, you're probably going to relate. But like, it's like, this is my job. Yeah. Like, I want to just mow down whatever I can, yeah. you know? So and, it wasn't necessarily a means to an end. It was more so a means to be able to express some oh, suppression. Yes, 100%. And it's mm -hmm. very like, you know, I mean, think about it, right? Like you find these people, yeah. like we have this, you know, because you don't have to go into the military in the United States. Yeah. So we find these people that you know, we, we appeal to, right? Cause so we're like, Hey, we're going to give you a $50,000 bonus. And like, oh, okay. So we're appealing to people that Damn. need, that need, you know, Hang we, on. I'm about to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know? so, so, so you're appealing to people that need money, right? Uh, yeah. Another thing that military offers is free college. What are you appealing to people that need money? Right. Yeah. Another thing we offer is free insurance. What are we appealing to mm. people that need money right now? 98% of people that need money grow up in what type of situation poor and a Welfare. shitty one shitty. right a shitty like 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 there's probably not a lot of people out there that are going to grow up poor yeah. and be like damn this is a wonderful life so yeah, that's that's yeah. really i really think that you know i mean because why do we why do we offer money why do we offer free insurance why do we offer free college because we're trying to grab a certain demographic the military's fucked up man and i was a recruiter for two three years like the military is there's a you're grabbing, you're grabbing the wrong people uh, that's that's coming about quite rapidly pertaining to happiness and recently it's been a, a thought that i've had of my own of how happy really am i um i said on a show recently do you love yourself for who you are or do you love yourself for what you provide for others. And that's been a conflict that I've been going through in my, in my head as my entire professional life since I was 19 has really been serving other people. But is There's, that what you were put here for? 
I feel very much so that I was put on the earth to have a specific impact on other people that wasn't meant to be fully internal, but there's an internal mission that I have as well, which is really a means to better serve the external mission. That being said, there's this happiness, this thought of happiness going around. And I'm constantly questioning things like happiness and love and what those actually are, as I believe our definition might continually evolve. And if 25-year-old Justin saw 30-year-old Justin, he would be like, wow, like he would be thrilled. But 30-year-old Justin is sitting here and there was an evolution of man that happened. And now I'm not quite sure that those are the same things that I want. And all of that to be said, this thought process that's being thrown suggests you're only happy because you feel good about the positioning that you are within your social group as it pertains to others around you. Sex is a big part of this. And God, I the, haven't had that in a the, while. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's too bad. I, I pity you. So, so this is why I'm happier than you. Because they say happiness as it pertains to sex is you don't want to be having a lot of sex. You just want to be having more sex than everyone around you. <laughs> And that, Fuck, that is how this has it. Well, L. yeah, you're sitting in the wrong room right now. So I'm happier than, 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 than you are. Um, so, God, so yeah, I, was, I was outed myself. I'm hot now. <laughs> I just popped out. I just popped out. Women like, listening to out. Grow or Die who love ultra endurance athletes. Boys <laughs> <laughs> um, open. What do you think about that? Because I, I, I agree with the premise of, you know, why I'm potentially not super happy because I, I look out of my 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 door and Elon Musk lives you know I look out of my window and Elon Musk lives right over there am I comparing myself to him because man if I am I am doomed mm-hmm. like I'm never going to actually achieve that yet if I was in the same place I am right now but I was put into a poorer situation or a more shitty situation that wasn't as nice and yeah, uh, luxurious yeah. maybe I would be happier money <clears throat> money doesn't make me happy, but money takes a lot of stress off of me, which I think makes me happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just, just starting off with money. Yeah. So like, because the big thing for me, like we talked about yesterday was I moved to Texas with $3,000 in my bank account yeah. and I had to sell my Ironman bike to make my fucking rent payment because yeah. I was so broke. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, over eight months, it was brand deals and brand deals and coaching and like, you know, life, life is great right now. Good. I'm happy for you. And I appreciate that. And, you know, I mean, I, I grinded for it. Like I had no choice. It was either like, I'm going to fucking live under, like, like when I had to sell my bike, I was like, oh fuck. Like me selling my bike is like, I don't know. I mean, that's my Ironman yeah. bike, you know, like that's, and. Have you been able to get it back yet? No, hmm. not yet. Soon. Soon. At some point. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. I want to, yeah, soon, hopefully. Good. But at that point, it's like, my biggest goal is just like, like in the military, I made, I made five grand and I'm like, I just need to make five grand. Yeah. And then I got back to making five grand and I'm like, I want to double this. Yeah. So right now I'm on the quest for $10,000 a month. Yeah. And, um, it's very... But with with that being said, we don't even need to go into that. With that being said, to your question, 
now that I'm making money and making good money and more money than I ever have, I, I am more content, but I'm not happier, but I I am very happy. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I don't believe money could ever make you happy though. You don't because, because I'm going to be honest with you. I think if someone fucking dropped a million dollars on my, on my, yeah, I, I think, I think money, I think money could solve. Bro. Can I be real with you? Yeah. Because I'm sorry. I, I've had the million dollars. Doesn't. I was, that's the most unhappy and unhealthy I've ever been in my whole life. <sighs> Did you see, I just stopped myself right there mm-hmm. because I wanted to be like, because, I'll, I'll be unhappy because, in like a Lamborghini. As the zeros continue to add to the end, the stresses continue to add and mount and the people using you continue to add and mount and the executive decisions you have to make continue to add and mount to the fact that I would rather make less money than I make right now, but I can't go back because there's too many people relying on me, but I would like to. Damn. If I could cut my earnings in a fifth, I would be a lot happier than I am. Just like, like, like hearing that was insane, but like feeling that like the way that just feeling that vibe that you just gave me there was like just pure truth. I'd be way happier. Like, like truly. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I don't know what you just did, but the whole vibe yeah. that I got was like, holy shit. Like, yeah, this, but there's only one route to go. There's, there's 26 people that rely on me. There's only one route to go. So you, you sign the, 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 you know, warrant yeah. to be in it forever. I understand what you're saying because I went from having someone that, that relied on me every single day, which yeah. we talked about, to having nobody. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. Damn, that's kind of nice. Yeah. And if it was just me. Yeah. If it was just me. But because right now I'm just, it's my it's external, I was put on the earth for something and it wasn't to be just me. So you're like stuck in, like, you're stuck in the vortex. I feel I I feel that you could hit the same. I'm not. You do strike me as a lone wolf, but at some point, lone wolves have to be part of a tribe to get further. I as have well. to. No, 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 no. For sure, I have to. I have to have my community. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I have to have. I have to have my people. I have to see my people. Yeah. But the crazy thing is, is, I got into this. Um, like, like, like I have a community. We ran an unsanctioned, un no checkpoint race here in Austin, like a month ago. Yeah. I moved to Austin in February. I had 43 people show up to this. That's race. sick. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I have a community. Here. How did you cultivate that? Social media. Are, are, are you are you talking about the, yeah. the community? The community, yeah. Dude, I, I went to Squatch, um, Squatch yeah. Frontier Fitness never here in Austin. Been, yeah. Um, dude, I've never, like, like they are community-based. And I didn't know this coming in. I went there once. Bro, I paid for a day pass every single day for like two months. That's probably why I fucking had to sell my bike. Yeah. Like, 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 let's be honest. Poor financial decision. I like, I yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I didn't, I, I just couldn't commit because I, because to me, I was coming from Lifetime in Des Moines, uh, and I was at Squatch, this grungy like outdoor, indoor, but like that's the Austin vibe. Anyways, I, I got there, and I think about Ross, one of my friends now who I had known as like a BPN athlete. Um, I was a BPN athlete. He was a uh, part of the program and he was there. But then like, like I think about Camille and Camille came up to me and she's like, Hey, what's your name? Right off the bat. Yep. And I developed a relationship with her and she's dating Mike. And then 
I met Mike who I call, we call him like Mike the milkman because he's like a raw milk guy. And I met Mike and Mike's super cool. And then I met Bray and Noah, Noah, the guy that owns it, I met him and he's from Iowa. Mm. So we bonded so, that way. Yeah, you had the And then it was just like, and then I went up to him and I'm like, why don't we have a run club? Like, why does Squatch not have a run club? There's 19 run clubs in Austin. Why are we not a run club? And he's like, do you want to have a run club? I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to lead the run club. And he's like, well, lead our run club. Yeah. So then I'm start. So then we started the Squatch Run Club, and it grew forty three people. And no, that was just that was a one off. Oh, that was a that was a okay, one off, okay. bro. Like that was okay. just a like through social media, the power of ah. like putting this race out. But that was me getting involved in the community, and then the BPN Bear Performance Nutrition, the Bear Performance Nutrition community had already known me at that point. Yeah. And then really, it's just been, you know, I mean. I was just going places like, yeah. like, like I was going out and not like going, not like going out. I was yeah. like, I was going to like events and You're seeing visible. people and, and yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously as you know, like we had coffee yesterday, like, yeah. you know, I'm just how I am right now mm -hmm. is, is how I am to everybody. And the more hands you shake, the more money you make and the bigger your network grows. hundred percent. And I think, I think that a big thing is, is that as a man and I mean, this can be a man, this can be a female or a man, not the. Like you need to walk into every every room that you walk into. Like you need to make sure that people know that you have walked into the room. Agreed. And Confidence, aura, charisma. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it's not it's not being like a cocky, arrogant fuck when you walk in, but like, like today I was at on it. Yeah. And the workout was being led by Eric, who is known on Instagram as the Primal Swolger. Okay. Has like nine hundred thousand followers. Super okay. fit dude. Yeah. Um, Eric Hinman was there. My people were there. But like I walked in and I was late ah. and I'm not usually late, but I walked in and I'm like screaming as I'm coming in. Like that way, like I'm like, you know, trying to, I'm late. Whoops. Sorry. Yep. But I'm yep. like, let's go. The yep. party's here, baby. Yeah. Let's like, you know, it gets like everyone kind of, and I, I only knew both Eric's. That was it. That was only, and there was 14 people in there. Yeah. But yep. then it was like, I'm dapping everybody up, yep. you know? And it's just like, you have, if you carry that energy, People are going to be like, dude, I want to be friends with that. Like, like that guy just walked in here screaming. Yeah. No, okay, don't go into rooms screaming. But like, you know, that guy just walked in here and was like, you know, like he knew everybody. Like, I don't know who this guy is. You know, does he know everybody? You know, you create questions. Yeah. Create like a wait, who Curiosity. is this guy? You know, or who is this girl? Or, you know, something like that. Like, like creating that when you walk into a room. And that was something that I think I I kind of developed in the military because, you know, you're always around people that you, you know, you're, you have your people, you know, mm -hmm. your platoon, your squad, your team. But when you see others, you know, it's like, man, like, you know, you just are constantly got to make new friends. Yeah. And I think that was like, like a thing where like, I, I can, I can be friends with anybody. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah, I don't even know where, make yourself, where we started there. You, you can easily make yourself memorable by simply making other people feel empowered when you step into the room and or motivating them immediately or like or yeah yeah like if you correlate a positive response to when you are around yes then people are constantly going to have that same emotional experience yes. every time they see you and i hate to say it like this but but this is how you can relate it's like a dog yeah it is when you 100%. when you train a dog that every time the treat pops out, they're going to taste something good. Yeah. When you train people that every time I enter the fucking room, I'm going to bring the fucking vibes. Mm -hmm. People know that about me. It's like, 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 like 99% of the people that meet me, 90, maybe 85, maybe yeah. 80, 80% of the people that meet me, yeah. 
I I want like, like afterwards they shoot me a message like dude I like I love your vibes yeah like 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 you're just you bring the party yeah but you also need to be careful because there are the twenty percent of people that just don't fucking like me for that yeah, that's okay. you know yeah that's okay. fucking, I'm gonna acquire guys, taste so you better acquire some exactly taste. <laughs> exactly I had a show um last night with two girls the the um. They were just absolutely phenomenal. The personality playbook girls, they run this like dating club here in Austin. They really are so Did, cool. You should tell them that you, you I know you. me. I got yeah, you. Hey, I got you. I know this hey, guy. I got somebody <laughs> who's going through a salon. Yeah, I had sex in <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> so, so we went over the Enneagram, the Enneagrams. Okay. And you're very much so a seven. You're ready for a party. Yeah. You're just, yeah. you're here for a great time. You're here. A hundred percent. A seven would definitely be my third. I'm like a three i'm an eight and then a seven yeah so it would be kind of like like my third one but i i'm like a hard seven my best friend yeah on this entire planet who comes into town tomorrow she's a seven okay and a, a friend that i'm grabbing a drink with at a cells tonight curtis he's been on the show as well he's a seven like i gravitate sevens heavily towards yeah. me because it's that golden retriever energy yeah. i am here for a good ass time 100%, 100%. i'm gonna bring the vibe and that's like kind of how i'm like I kind of light the fitness world on fire yeah. because, um, and not a lot, I don't drink a lot, but like I will go and slam 17 shots of tequila yeah. and I'll run 35 miles tomorrow morning. Yeah, dude. You know what yeah, I mean? Dude. Like, I like, feel that. and, or, or like the big thing that popped off the other day was like, uh, I, 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 I put Zens in while I, while I run, okay. like, like, like while I do these ultras, like yeah. this, uh, actually I have one in my backpack. For those watching on YouTube, you got to see this. That's so funny, dude. That's so it's so bad for you. But you it know what? I'm so not gonna. I'm not gonna. Fuck it. You're no, running ultra marathon, dude, so cardio. So, you're so there, there was a study done. Yeah. There was a study done on nicotine. Yeah. That nicotine is actually one of the greatest dopamine droppers. Yeah. Even to the point of almost being the same exact the same exact amount of dopamine as sex, which wow. you obviously know about, and I don't. But I'm an expert but, in that area. But but so like when when shit gets tough. Yeah. In the ultra. I, I like 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 when I'm just down. Yeah, I throw like three of these in. Yeah, there's a little energy, and it burst. just like wham. Fascinating. But speaking of that, yeah, it's we, time to take a shot. We had yeah yeah. Speaking of shots, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna this whole thing. Yes, I yeah. mean I can I can crush some triples of tequila with no chaser. So you yeah. said this doesn't taste very good. No no no. I mean like like that. This is what I tell people. I'm like I'm like do you Cheers. like do you like tequila? And they're like yeah I like tequila. I'm like then you're fine. That just does not taste very good. Um, what's that taste like? Ham? There's there's a specific taste. Is there something? Is it because because people will be like, you can't even tell people what it tastes like, and it just what is that taste? I it, know that taste. I don't know. Think about it because tell me, please. Something from a childhood. It's like some medicine from a childhood. While he thinks about that, for those not watching, yeah, we are. We just took a shot of ketone IQ by HVMN, and what that does is, um, it's ketones that support energy Robitussin. focus Robitussin. Robitussin PM yeah yes ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's what it tastes like that's what it tastes like wow yes bro yeah so this this is no caffeine no sugar no bullshit energy focus athletic performance um, you can also use it for appetite control helps put you into ketosis helps you burn body fat for fuel um, but you can use it for many different reasons I use it for fasted runs fasted workouts and like cognitivity like just locking in this stuff is next level if you're looking for something like that check it out um 
if not, then we'll fuck off. Show notes. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I want to talk to you about something. I, I, I uh, haven't told the podcast about this yet. I've been doing fasted training because it fits best in my schedule. So I wake up, um, alarm goes off 545. I have my water. I'm doing this deworming, deparasite thing right now as well, which is phenomenal. You're deworming yourself? And yeah, dude. What? Yeah, dude. You got worms, it. bro? I got worms. I got what? worms, no bro. Shit? I've been having sex. <laughs> sex gives you worms. So um, Sheesh. I, I, I go through that. I'll read 30 pages of my book and then I walk to the gym. And I have been absolutely loving training fasted. I'm not currently like training for bodybuilding or anything. My, my jersey's up in the fucking rafters at this point. Um, I... My strength hasn't declined. My mental cognition is unbelievable in the gym. I go in, I do 20 minutes of cardio. I train, I do like eight, nine work sets. I get a great pump. I'm just adding, oh, just you're, adding you're salt like to my water. I'm training. Weights. I'm training. Dude, I fucking smash these. So I'm training at Lifetime right now. It's just cold outside. And we're my, talking, my schedule's packed. Hold up. We're yeah. talking fasted, no, yep. Yep. no pump, no pre, nothing. no. Nothing. Water and salt and my dewormer. I got them worms, bro. Oh my God. So, dude, that doesn't even. So, dude, dude. And I went in the other day, trying at Lifetime. And so at Lifetime, like, I'm a specimen. Yeah, I, I just have like, you just, you look like you just dude, don't fit in. Yeah, no, not at all. You know, there's like 80 people in there, 79 dudes and one chick. And I'm hitting these barbell rows the other day. And I was using like 295 and I was hitting for like sets of 15. And like for me and my world, that, that's an okay set. Mm -hmm. These people, they were mind blown. Like no You're doing bases. rows. Yeah. With 295. Yeah, no straps. Just fucking going, bro. Yeah. And then I go over and I'm doing some fucking underhand pull-ups, like sets of 20, 25. I'm doing the cable row, the whole stack. All this to say, man, this whole time I've been like, don't ever train faster, don't ever train faster, which I'm still a proponent of in most situations. But dude, honestly, there's something to be said about your blood glucose being somewhat low. You're training fasted. You're forcing your body to go through all of this. And my, my composition's changing fast. I'm getting lean. Really? Fast. And it's shocking to see. I'm only eating about three meals a day and one of them with carbs, which has something to do with it too. But dude, I just, I feel incredible. All of the years of the huge insulin spikes with the bodybuilding foods, you got rice five times a day. You got your intra shake. You just got so much yeah, food. Yeah, going yeah. I feel like I'm almost detoxing that, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, and, it does. Because every, every time, which I know like the carb to protein ratio, but like every time I don't eat in the morning. Yeah. I did like, like the, this morning I ran, I did a workout, like cardio workout. And then I ran it, again. Is this strategic or is this, this just where you feel best? I mean, I mean, I, I'm not doing it for any benefits. Okay. It's okay, just, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 But like w every time that after I eat, which like I just said, the carb to protein ratio, every time that I eat my 11 to one is like my, my first eating window. Yeah. Dude, I'm I like I'm taking that. I'm taking that. Because right your insulin spiked like, up. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Mm. So like, you know, um since you know, I did I did the bodybuilding thing for, yeah. for the I mean, I really didn't do the bodybuilding thing, but I started lifting um strategically for hypertrophy with Tua Brady, yeah. with Brady um for like eight weeks. Yeah. And we had me on like I was eating like thirty four hundred calories a day. Yeah. Five hundred carbs. No. But mind you, like this is no cardio. Yep. 
that and, I, uh, and, I, and, and like, like this yeah. is no cardio. Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, there was times during my Ironman prep where I, where I was eating seven to 8,000 yeah, calories a day. Just keep up. But this was no cardio, yeah. strength training only, you know, strategic bodybuilding Monday through Sunday. Yeah. And yeah, it was hard, dude. It just kind of fucked me up for a while. Yeah, like, speaking I got of, so uh, big. Speaking of bodybuilding, you uh, recently made a post that got you a lot of scrutiny yeah. in terms of how you recovered from a broken leg in 34 days? 50, 51 Th days. 51 days. You I hopped on gear from, uh, and people are pissed. Yeah, people are angry about it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Chat with us about that. Yeah. So, um, pro, pro, pronoun people were mad about it, right? What's that? Some pronoun people were mad about yeah, it. And yeah. And then there's, there's okay. some, uh, some, hopefully they're watching this, some like half assed think they're good at running marathon people that run fake accounts and, mm. you know, that they, they, they think it's a big problem. But, but, uh, but the cool thing is they think it's a problem because they think of me as an elite, like, I'm going to be going and winning fucking marathons. Yeah, yeah. And, and you I'm don't like, care. No, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, dude, I just want to run through the fucking mountains. Why does it matter what I'm putting in my, you know, yeah. why does yeah. it matter? Like, I'm not out here winning the Boston Marathon. Yeah. I'm not out here winning Ironmans. Yeah. Like, I want to run 100, like, I'm, October 1, I'm going to run across the fucking state of Texas. Yeah. 850 miles. Yeah. You're allowed Fuck to take off. gear and do that. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, I'm going to interrupt the show really quickly to tell you about the Grow or Die Facebook group that is jam-packed with knowledge. Not only am I going to be having guests from the Grow or Die page come in there and talk exclusively to you guys, we are going to share tons of information about sex, about relationships, about mentality, about wealth, about health that we are going to continually be building upon. And it is a literal one-stop shop for continual self-improvement in the areas of your life and bedroom, your wallet, and the way that you see yourself and see the world. So please join the free Grow or Die Facebook group a ridiculous amount of value in there. Let's get back to the show. And and so yeah, yeah so the story behind that was um, <clears throat> I did some research, obviously on like I got hurt and I was instantly like fuck, open the Mac and I'm like yep. what, like what is going to expedite this process? No yep. holds bar. Yeah. And obviously test like and I've been on TRT through a men's clinic. Because I think like being in the military and then obviously running hundreds of miles a week, your test is just tanked. Yeah, not great. I got for a testosterone it. test. Usually, normal levels for a man are like right under five hundred. Yeah. Um, mine was seventy three. That's absolutely terrible. Just, I like my athletes about eight hundred minimum. Yes. So I um so I've been on TRT through a men's clinic. Yeah. Since uh. Twenty twenty one twenty yeah. twenty yeah I don't know twenty twenty one. So I'm familiar with 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 tests and all that. Yeah. But then I started doing some research and I found Mastron. Yep. And Mastron is a and you can kind of help me out here. Yeah. Mastron is an anabolic steroid. Yep. That yes, it helps with muscle gain and keeping you lean. Yep. But it's also a major healing property for muscles and ligaments and yeah. and overall healing. Yeah. So. I hopped on Mastron mm -hmm. and then I dabbled in, in the, I dabbled with NPP, yeah. but NPP doesn't really have any healing properties if that's yeah. right. Um, 
the 19 nors aren't necessarily going to be amazing. That's a 19 nor. They're not yeah. going to be like amazing for your bone health. Yeah. Whereas DHT specifically Maceron have shown that they yes. can increase bone density. And so anything that can increase, you also have to think of it like this. Calcium is extremely important for obviously our bone health, right? Yeah. And so androgens are going to increase the utilization of calcium yes. in our body, yeah. but your DHTs and specifically Masteron yeah. is likely going to do that more yeah. um, than others. MPP is not going to do a ton with calcium outside of the simple equation of there's just androgen exposure. Yeah, in the, the the NPP just made me feel like just like like the, from dose one, and I think yeah. I've only I think I only dosed for two weeks and I actually pulled back a little bit. I, I haven't injected, but I did two weeks of that. And like at week two, I was like, holy fuck. Like I feel like, like I was strong, yep, yep. but that's not the goal. The goal, the goal. And that's why I pulled away because the goal was really just to see what I could take. So I hopped on test Mastron and BPC 157. Yeah. And which to tell both sides of the story, Matt, that is all highly illegal in sanctioned marathoning and sanctioned racing. I was not racing. I was not even fucking running. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you were really yeah, broken. Yeah, I was, I mean, so, so I chose to do it. Yeah. And, and fuck you if you have any type of care about what I'm doing. I don't give a shit. Yeah, what's crazy is the fact that we live in a country where you're allowed to do these things. Yes, it's illegal to distribute them. Everyone out there, you have to access them. to this stuff, just you like I do. do. But like, it, we, we, we've we crossed those lines with everyone already doing HRT anyways. I yeah. was having this conversation with a girl at Lifetime the other day. She stopped me, um, and she she's... Uh, She's an employee of Lifetime. I don't give away too much information. It would be so easy to figure out who it is. <laughs> she was like, hey, Justin, how many men here are on steroids? I was like, what do you, what do you call, like, what do you think steroids are? She said testosterone. And I was like, all of the smart ones are on testosterone. Mm -hmm. Running steroid cycles? Hopefully none of them, because none of them look like <laughs> they are. But all of the smart men in this building are currently yeah. using testosterone. Yeah, 100%. She's like, but they don't look like they're on steroids. And I was like, oh, that's what we talked about yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we did. yeah, we did. There's so much that goes into looking like you're on steroids. Yes. There's way more people who don't take them. Yeah. Uh, uh, or who don't look like it, who take them. Yeah. Than who actually look like they take them, who are using them because people don't have the other facets of the foundation yeah. down to be yeah. able to have this hypertrophy. Bro, you wouldn't believe, and I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not going to out nobody, but you yeah. wouldn't believe who was in my DMs saying where do i get it yeah i i heard this where do i get it and the funny thing is is how i got like outed yeah. was which i wasn't even i mean everyone that's close to me knew but this is the first time that it got put on social media mm -hmm. um outside of the bpc was a, a girl i don't fucking remember her name I, I, I was gonna out her but i don't remember her name <laughs> Fuck, you, don't, you don't fucking matter yeah um that's how message me and she's like she's like hey like what did you do to heal your leg? And she's a she's a very like she's a fast marathoner. I don't know if she's elite or not, but she's yeah. a fast marathoner. And I'm like, hey, like you know, I, I did the BPC one thirty seven. I was like, I also did Mastron, letting you know Mastron's highly illegal in marathoning because she just hurt her Achilles. Yeah. I'm like, Mastron's highly illegal in marathoning. Like, FYI, I go, yeah. but I'm not on it. Or um, I go, I, I go, so but I got on it because I'm not racing right now, yeah. bro. Within 24 hours, that message was screenshotted and put on this burner account here in Austin. Wow. 
the burner account that has 80 followers. Hey, good work. <laughs> like, wow, good job. Yeah. Fuck losers. And so I messaged him back and I'm like, one, yes, this message is true. Yeah. Two, everyone already knows. And three, I've spoke about it many times. Yeah. Like you're not outing me at all. But the thing is, is also the lesson there is like, just be careful who you tell things to, I guess, because things can get so twisted. Which I mean, what? I mean, what? I don't even know. Like it was, just, it was just so odd that like she had never talked to me before. Yeah. Same girl also in my in like my story likes every Boys, story, yeah, like every in my story, story like mm-hmm. in my comments, and and like you know whatever. And then you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna try to out me. I'm like you're disgusting. Uh, what's up with these people and their burner accounts and their private profiles? Dude, it's that- always them that talk shit. And you know who else, Matt? Now on Instagram, you can talk shit and not let people comment back to you. Oh. I know. Oh, I know. I know. You pussy. You obviously know because it's like, yeah. because yeah, you, you know how I, I post these comments like yeah. when people say shit. Yeah. Because I'm like, hey, like, look at this guy. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah. And then like someone will say something and I'm like, oh man, like that's going to be great for me to comment back to. Yeah. And I'll click reply and it'll be like, so and so doesn't allow doesn't allow <laughs> everyone. Like, oh, like, you motherfucker! You would never say it with your chest. You would never oh say it to God. your face. I made a reel the other day. The one it's that funny, I you know. You. I know. I know who owns that. I I Your know. Shit. I oh, I know. I know. Let's pull up. And the funny thing is, is that like here here's the thing. And I'm I'm just saying this. I'm looking yeah. right at the camera. I'm from Iowa. Yeah. I grew up in a cornfield. Yeah. We beat the fuck out of each other for fun. <laughs> like. When it comes to Instagram, when it comes to like silly, like 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 these people that that are you know, these people down they don't roll like that. No, and Instagram's and, and, not real and, life. And, and and here's the thing: if you want to disrespect me, I will beat your ass. <laughs> like that's just or let's send I, or it to him. or let's or clip let, it let send me it to let him. me humble myself or. I will try to beat your ass and you will beat my ass. Yeah, but, but I will fucking yeah. like but but that's the thing. I will like when it comes down and you you want to disrespect me like it, that's just so so let's get a let's get a clip of that out there because I I hope I hope he knows. Yeah. I want I I can't wait because next time I see him I'm going to be like, "Hey man, it's on site. Just just so you know, it's I on just site. so you know, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. So do it again and then we're going to have a problem. But I'm just yeah. letting you know that I know that it's you. Yeah. And What's that's that? the that's the funny thing, and and I've heard stories of him before. Like this dude got got smacked in the face and just turned around and walked away one yeah. time. And it's just, what's the psychology behind hating on people? It, it's not something that makes a lot of sense. I, I put that reel out where a bunch of, of boys, I think we're up to 4,000 comments now. And there's a lot of them that's, you know, the private profile and they, yeah. it's a fake thing and it's yada yada. Yeah. But there, there were multiple people threatening my physical safety in there. And I'm just over like, uh, over me saying that. Uh, the lowest form of man is the man that comments negatively on women's Instagrams. Oh, oh, I saw that reel. And, and I'm just reel. like, they were coming at you. Oh, on, yeah. on that reel. Yeah, yeah. There's like four. There's the 4, same fucking dudes that are that are the ones that are commenting. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So it reached the target audience that it needed to fucking reach because these people are clearly the ones who are so triggered by it because they're the ones stre- who are stressing doing me it. out, bro. Yeah. This shit's stressing <laughs> me, me out, out, dude. So I, I I don't understand that hater psychology, but then the, there's the other side of me that's from small town Ohio that I'm like, dude, I just know, like I know this person's entire. I, I can psychoanalyze them just from the way that they interact on social media. And you're really mad that some dude said you shouldn't comment mean things on innocent women's Instagram. Here's the thing. 
yes. But let me let me rewind back a little bit. Yeah. I'm not a fighter. I have not been in a fight since I was 19 years old. I'm a lover, not have a Have I fighter. been to jail because I got into a fight? <laughs> it, one time. <laughs> one time. <But laughs> I've been in jail too. It's okay. Mine was for drunk driving when I was like oh 19. Oh my God. Yeah, I had I, uh, one fucking beer. I had a guy, uh, there was a guy, I literally just got back from basic training and- I'm going to give a long story short here. This guy ended up pulling a knife on my mom and I was right there wow. and I just lit him up. Yeah. What I'm saying is I'm not saying I'm going to go around and start beating people up or do I think I can go around beating people up. I'm just saying don't disrespect someone because when you get punched in the fucking mouth, yep. no one wants to get punched in the mouth. So just keep your fucking mouth shut yep. and or or make a burner account and, yeah. and, 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 and just do it on a burner and yeah. hopefully no one finds out who you are. Now, with that being said, with these people, we talked yesterday. Yeah. I can't believe that was yesterday, bro. Yeah. <laughs> when have you ever outside of a friend mm -hmm. stopped and just been like man you're deadlift you're a fucking piece of shit yep, you know like, like it, 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 because but that's telling you that like i think that these people really have problems because i don't know it, like like i i don't understand it like like, like it truly when now when people like shit on me I laugh and I make fun of it and I make reels about it because it's it's hilarious. But diving into the deeper psychology, like I feel bad for them because that's not something that I would do. And you said that's not something that you would do. And I have plenty of friends that I've talked about it with. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, I've never even commented on a reel of someone I don't even know. So that's saying that like there is a problem within society. There's either a mental issue or an issue that like people haven't been punched in the mouth enough or have been allowed to disrespect people or <clears throat> you know something like that like like that was a big thing in the military it's like dude you disrespected someone like like well, there's 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 a hundred dudes yep. in one single barracks room you learned very fucking quick to not disrespect someone mm. i can't tell you how many fights i was in how many times i disrespected someone and learned learned that i shouldn't yeah. and vice versa like like yeah. you know i mean and like we talked about, like you know, with the military and how I was like, I just was raised, you know, why you and I talked about that, but it was just like, people don't learn these things. Like there's no reason to stop and give someone a negative, like there's like, imagine, imagine all those comments, right? And, and you can think of them right now. Just think of the top 10 that, that, that pop up in your head. Imagine walking down the street. And someone walks past you and is like, fuck you, dude, you're a piece of shit and just keeps walking. It would never happen. Or like, you know, I think about, um, you know, if I'm like running past someone on the trail, um, a comment that I saw yesterday was like really stupid fucking training. Someone wouldn't just run past me and be like really stupid fucking training, bro. No. And then like, and then, you know, you know, like it just doesn't like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's I, not real life. No, no, it's not. And people have people have been allowed to disrespect others so much that they just there may or maybe there's no emotion involved in it yeah no i i i think the issue is there's too much emotion involved in it because the only dopamine hit that they're qualified to receive is when they go out of their way to make someone angry that person responds and you know now they have their validation hit because they don't actually have any valuable traits that they can offer to society yeah. and men specifically I, I i've really coined it by this time i i believe i say by age 25 men's only learned three emotions and it's happy angry and arousal and most men never actually learn more emotions than that because that's all we're really taught is what are kids. the other emotions 
I'm, well, I mean, I mean, I think my most important one is hope. My, I would say my number one emotion is is hope. I would say understanding love is an emotion. I would say I, I can understand you and match you wherever you're at. Compassion, love empathy, is an unbelievably yeah. strong emotion. And I chat about that with the playbook. The, the person I playbook girls, what my definition of love is. Yeah, I think sadness is a very powerful emotion. I yeah. think gratitude is a very powerful emotion. Um, excitement is a very powerful emotion. Um, pride is a very powerful emotion. People don't have that. They never learn that. Mm -hmm. um, men have just an underdeveloped prefrontal cortex. They have underdeveloped emotional control. And I'm not saying I'm perfect by any stretch of imagination. In the last two years, it's grown a ton. But men have never had to be taught these lessons before. And so they just go around disrespecting people and they didn't equate to anything. So I'm just going to attach myself. I'm going to hitch my wagon on this person's comment train yeah. and I'm going to belittle them. And I mean, there's comments in that, in that thread that have thousands of likes on them. Like there's so much interaction. That does irk me when like, when someone makes a negative comment and then there's like, like for me, it's like 300, 400. That yeah. one, that one went super viral. It's like, Someone was like typical fucking Gauganite and it has like Fine. 400 likes. And Fine. I'm like, dude, that's 400 people that like, yes, think but, that. but when you go through and you just click their pages, they're all the same person. Yeah. It's like this. It's like a carbon copy of, oh my God, of course you don't understand. Oh, you live in small town fucking Rhode Island. Yeah. Of course you don't get what the dude in Austin, Texas lives. Yeah. Or yeah. Is, is saying yeah. we have 100%. different life experiences. 100%. 100%. And also, I mean, I was taught to respect women and I just respect women as I respect men. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to call you out. There's also, if you go back four, if you just go down four columns on the Instagram, it's me basically saying, I just don't, I'm just not a big fan of OnlyFans. That doesn't mean you're wrong. That doesn't mean anything. But I'm being called a feminist in this one. I'm being called a misogynist in this one. And I just want y'all to figure out which one it because is. Because you said you're not a fan of OnlyFans? Yeah. Uh, dude, I've never bought an OnlyFans. No, I've definitely never been I've on it. I've had friends one. who have done it. Have bought it or have done it? Have done it. I, I would, mom, I hope you're not listening. I would fuck, I would tear up some OnlyFans. Would As you? in like you myself. Would, I would do an OnlyFans yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Dude. The amount of, of my mom's going to hear that. Yeah. She's probably, my mom's probably going to be like, that's okay. She listens to every podcast. She's that's probably, right. probably going to be like, what is yeah. it? Yeah. Don't Google. Don't, don't Google, Google OnlyFans, only mom. <laughs> mom, don't Google. Uh, yeah, dude, I would, I would for sure. I would, I mean, I think I, I think I can. Biggest thing is, is that I have so many tattoos that like, as soon as It'd I pop very, onto OnlyFans, yeah. someone's like, oh, that, that's Matt Johnson. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't be able to like, stay. So that's what Matt Johnson's deck looks like. Mm, then my deck yep. is going to end up on the burner account. It is. And and then yep. like yeah and then that guy's gonna have the picture but of maybe it. you'll get laid finally. <sighs> we can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, listen, listen, listen. We have we 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 have something I really want to dive into because yeah. we chatted about it at coffee yesterday. We've talked about how you seek out physical and and, and mental pain. I want you to share a moment or an experience where the pain was kind of brought to you in a place that you didn't quite ask for it. Like in your, when you were running and you had this, this broken leg occur, tell us about the genesis of this injury starting. And then you kept running through it. You kept performing. Yeah. So typical Gauganite. Fucking typical Gauganite. What a piece of shit <laughs> for breaking himself. Shit. I hate him for doing I hate that. that guy. So just to give a quick backstory for the people that are listening, and it's going to be very quick. 
uh, I, I did a marathon. I won a marathon and I did Ironman Texas six days later. Um, during that time, I had no idea, but I fully fractured my fibula. I thought that I just hurt it. Um, fibula is the small bone in the leg. Tibia is the big bone in the leg. Took 50 days off, did the Leadville 100. Everything was fine. Started back doing speed work um, and noticed that my leg was hurting. Had a lot of pain in my leg. Um, went out to New York, did the Bronx 10 miler, um, ran that in like, it was like a 540 pace. So for reference, like five, a five minute, 40 second pace for 10 miles, Jeez. which in retrospect really isn't, isn't that fast for these pros. Not, it's not fast at all for these pros, but it's very intense on the bone. Yeah. So during that race, I remember I, I hit a pothole with my left leg and I was like, fuck that hurt. And I figured out my problem is, is I just say that hurt and then I yeah. just move on. And that was two weeks before this 100. During those two weeks before the 100, I was only able to run eight miles, mm. eight total miles. And I kept telling my friend Drew, who I, who I told you about, who also does my content, he's my best friend here. Uh, I kept telling Drew, I was like, I was like, if I can't, if I can't run within a week of the race, we're going to pull out. A week came by and he texts me. He's like, did you run this morning? And I was like, no. And he goes, are we going? And I'm like, yeah. So I get, I get, I get to the start line. I get to the day before. I go to do a shakeout run. A shakeout run is like a 20 minute run that you do just so, you know, get their legs fresh the day before. Three, three minutes, maybe horrible pain, literally sat in an alley in LA and cried. And dude, I don't know, man. Like I'm definitely like, I, de I definitely had like, like I'm a Christian I prayed that night in the shower and I was like, please, like, if there's anything you can give me, Lord, give it to me. Like, let me do this. Like, I, I, I want to do this because I had set the goal of doing four 100s in four months. This was 100 number two. Hmm. And I was like, I want to do like I set my mind to it. I want to do it because I was like, I was limited, like not because of this, but because of my body. And it, and it was so hard for me to process. Bro, I woke up the next day and I took off running and adrenaline, God, just work energy, ketone IQ. I don't know what it was, but I was fine until 50. And I hit that actually until 45. And at 45, it like, it was like, it was like, bam, like it, the, it, the right side was locking up because I was compensating for the left. Mm -hmm. For reference, my leg, my leg was broken in three spots when I towed the line. Like when I towed the line for this 100, my leg was, was cracked in three different areas. And I called Bobby Dotrick, who we were just talked about, who owns the Just Work. And him and his wife were in the truck. I remember because I could tell like by the way that it sounded. And I'm bawling on the phone to him. He's probably, he's probably one of, like, like I got three best friends. Drew, my best friend from back home, who's like always going to be your best friend, and mm -hmm. then Bob. Mm -hmm. And... And then Tony, Tony's my best friend. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got a lot of best friends. <laughs> yeah. Bob's like, Bob, Bob's the guy, you know, if, if I need something, I'm gonna call Bob. Yep. I called him and I'm like, and I'm just, I'm like, do I pull off? Like, like do it? Because my goal was, I wanted, like, I wanted to win. I wanted to win this hundred and I led all 73 miles of it. Yeah. And so I, I pulled out at 73 and I'm like, I'm like, what, like, 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 how do I quit? If I'm in the lead, if I'm leading the race, how do I quit? Or do I quit so that it doesn't get worse? Mm. You know, and it was trying to battle. Long story short, I, I, I didn't quit. I, I did the, it got to 50. I turned around and I made it 73. And by that point it was just, it was done. But 
it was at that point where like I had this mental battle on do I qu- do I quit and not know. My biggest thing is like when I start something I have to finish it because I can't live in my head with I don't know if it's possible. Like like what if it was possible and I quit too early? It doesn't matter if that's with business, it doesn't matter if that's with love life, it doesn't matter and it doesn't matter what that's with. The biggest thing is is like when I start I can't quit until I either fail or I win because I can't have that what if eat me forever because it will. It'll tear me apart. It'll tear me inside and out. What if I could have won? What if I could have set the course record? What if I could have changed the fucking world? What if I could have made a million dollars? That is my like that is my driving force when I make it to these ultras or really anything. What if? And there's a lot of people out there that they don't they don't have that. You know, they shit gets hard and they're like, I quit. That's kind of like the anomaly for people like us, right? Like, I mean, you get into you get into your cut and you're cutting and you're eating 50 carbs a day and you're tired and your cognitivity is gone and you know these you know you're you're dying but you don't quit because you're like what if i step on that stage and i win and you've done that there's just we're just we're we're different there's an interesting relationship that i have with quit it just seems so weak. There's a reason that you started what you're currently embarking on. There's a reason that you were called to do that. There's something outside of just, I wanted to do that, that got you rolling in that direction. 100%. So and when the resistance compiles, fucking push. Right. It's, it's I, harder to quit than it is to keep going. And I want to tell people that, did, did I win? No. Did I get the course record? No. I pulled out at 73 because I was physically unable to walk. Because you literally had a broken leg. <laughs> yes, but what, so, 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 so did, I, did I lose? I didn't. You wanna know why? No, nah, you didn't. Because this, this, and this is why. Because now, now that I pushed myself that hard, this is what happened afterwards. After I had to sit down with a friend and I'm like, all I am is a runner. Now I can't run. What do I do? My Instagram, all my Instagram is is running. You know, what do I do at that point in time? And I hate to like base things off of Instagram, but that's how, that's how we make yep. a living. Right? Yeah, it is. And at that point in time, I had 300,000, um, 300,000 was my engagement. Oh yeah. And I had, uh, 30, 38,000 followers. Yeah. Breaking my leg and having that happen allowed me to become a better creator and to learn how to tell stories, learn how to make people laugh because I laugh at myself. And during that time frame, in the last in the last 90 days of me being hurt, my engagement's up over 1.5 million. Wow. I'm up to 53,000 followers. What do you attribute that to? Just the intangibles. What, what, as in like what changed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing with your content that you weren't doing before? S- telling stories. Yeah. And I think, and I was talking with someone last night was like, when you're training for these races, right? 
and you're going so hard and you're running in the morning and you're, you know, going home and you're working in the afternoon and then you're running again in the afternoon after you're done working and then you're lifting weights because you need to, you know, make sure that your accessory muscles are still strengthened. Yeah. And then you're coming home and you're eating again and then you're so tired that you have, but you still have to work and then you have to go to bed, right? Yeah. What are you lacking there? You're lacking energy to be creative and you're lacking the cognitivity to be able to come up with ideas and to be able to have the time to sit down and be able to have the time to consume content and, and, you know, do what, what I've been doing. Like I had no time to do that. I've had 90 days to do it. And, and I, I, and, and I had 90 days to study the body. I had 90 days to study nutrition. I had 90 days to, to study, to study. I studied everything. Like, like, like that's how I healed my leg in 51 days. Yeah. And that's how, that's how I, I, I become a better, you know, I became a better content creator, Corey Hibben, who linked us. Yeah. I've been talking to Corey about like, he's like, dude, it's like your shit's been popping off. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because of, because of this. And then now like, you know, he's asking me questions mm -hmm. where, you know, how I can help him. Mm -hmm. And he was one of the first creators that I met when I moved to Austin and now I'm helping him. Yeah. You know, so like, it's like, there's this big butterfly effect of like, I set this goal to go to this race. I had to pull out because I broke my leg. I didn't. I didn't win the race, but this, look at what has came afterwards. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, I think that there's a there's a there's a grab here of 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 failure, and it's only a failure if you don't learn. Mm -hmm. And I learned how to be a better creator. I learned how to be, honestly, I learned how to be a better human. Like, 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 like I had so much time to, I cut people out of my circle. Mm -hmm. I allowed more people in my circle. I hosted an unsanctioned race in Austin. I became friends with people with, with different people. I went to different run clubs. I, I would go bike with these run clubs. I would shoot, you know, I'd help people get some content mm -hmm. and create better relationships and, you know, focus on the coaching business with Tua um, it, it opened, it opened so many doors and, you know, so it's, so the story here is, you know, you set goals. Yes. That goal might go up in flames, but as soon as it goes up in flames, what can you do to, to shift fire and attack at a different area? So my goal was to win this race, bam, fucking life happens. And I break my leg and I have to sit down for 60 days. Mm-hmm. Do I whine and cry about it? Do I throw a fit? Do I start eating potato chips and become a fat ass? Mm. Or do I do I shift and like, okay, now we're gonna lock in nutrition. Now we're gonna study. Now we're gonna learn. Now we're gonna play with the peptides. We're gonna play with the anabolics. We're gonna see what we're gonna do because we're not running. People have such a one track mind. And as soon as this first track doesn't pan out the way that they had envisioned in this grandiose envisionment of this award ceremony and this banquet they were going to have with themselves in the end, it really seems like you're thrown for such a loop that the human brain, their brain just is not trained to be able to actually respond from that and, and take it at the face value for what it is. But why? When all it is is a pivot. It's but just why, why, why is their brain? not trained like that like that that's always my question because they're scared of failure they're terrified of they have so much fear in their relationship with failing that they don't even allow themselves to think about it or process it they don't allow themselves to embrace the fact that 
when I hit this failure point, that is me literally growing. Yeah. That is me literally leaning to the resistance. Do you think that these things are just given to us? Like, because you and I have that, right? To where like we, we, you know, you go on stage, Mm -hmm. you have a great day. Like I saw your video, you have a great day. Then you go, then you go to the nighttime and, and shit just goes south. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think I've seen a video where like this is actually like like a good thing that happened to me. Best thing that ever happened to me. Right. Okay. So why are we like that? Just diving deeper into it. Why are we like that, but other people aren't? Do you think that's just something that like is within us? Like like how does the listener out there that's like, man, like I just lost a bodybuilding show or I just lost a marathon, you know, how do they become how do they build that mentality like we do? That's, you know, how i know the exact answer give it to them we love the process they love the outcome we're not the same i've built multiple businesses that do extremely well from a financial recording component and a component of giving people good lives and i've had many fail i don't love the outcome i do this for the process and the building and the relationships and the lessons that i learn and the way that my brain is able to build new complex interwirings as to how to problem solve situations and everyone else is doing it for the dopamine hit and they're doing it just to get some validation on social media they're doing it to be told good job and you're not doing a good job winning a show or winning a race is not a good job how did you win it what did you do what Mm -hmm. did you learn when you got there that's what warrants a good job what did you do for others along the way i don't want to be told good job i don't tell me good job i want to be told that was nice but we can do better because you can fucking do better. And there's more that you have to give, but people don't want to take that route. People want to have that little fucking hit of, I got the validation and it's not fucking enough. You have to stay on it. And the crazy thing about these ultra marathoners or the crazy thing about the bodybuilders is you're applying this much dedication to one event. Imagine what the rest of your life could look like if you just simply fucking pivoted that energy and put it somewhere else. That's why I'm done competing. Yeah. I have the Grower Die podcast blowing up. I have this external drive to serve people. I have Team Haley blowing up. I have my detailing company scaling hard. I had to get rid of bodybuilding, remove it from the equation. My body kept getting hurt and it was taking away what I can give these things. And that cleared way for me to give that everywhere else in my life. I'm 30. One day, maybe I would like to have a family. If I am only giving all of my energy to everything else and nothing is going towards building the life that I want to have, then what is the actual validation I get from winning a show? Because winning a show or winning the race or doing the thing, that's not where the lesson is learned. And that's not what you're remembered for. You're remembered for how you make people feel. You're remembered for the way that you showed up for yourself and for others through the entire process. And you're remembered for the way that you were able to positively inspire other people. And people just don't have that. They yeah. want the good job. And you don't fucking get a good job because you didn't fucking do a good job. That's why people are so fucking weak. It's pathetic, dude. No, I agree. It's pathetic. That reminds me of like, I did Leadville in 2022. Yeah. And I didn't finish. I'd never ran over 40 miles. I got into this race on 29 day notice. Mm -hmm. I failed. Cool. Whatever. Like first time I ever failed, there was a big story behind it, right? Sunshine, rainbows. I failed. I'm going to do it again. Get to Leadville. Do it again. I finish. Went home. Took a nap. Go outside. I went out and I remember sitting and I sat in the yard with my dog, Ash, and Ash was, you know, running around, going to the bathroom. 
And I was sitting there and I'm like, why do I f not feel like I'm done? Like, like, cause it was such, it was a such big buildup, you know, like you said, or like you looked at it, I mean, it's a Leadville 100. Yeah. I failed and then I finished. Like, like it was this huge buildup to like the comeback tour, the redemption tour. And as soon as I finished, it was like, like I have goosebumps just thinking about it. As I was like, I don't feel like I, okay. Like, like that was okay. That was cool. Now what? And that's what led me into the four 100s. And I, that, 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 that feeling is what you're going to get every single time when you're just looking yes. for that check box yes. is you can turn pro, you can win the show, you yep. can win the race. And it's like, oh, cool. What's next? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think that like another problem that I have is which you just said, you don't get the good job, right? You have that mentality. Like the mentality is like, I don't, f when I like, like I, I finished Leadville and it was like, okay. I didn't get that. I don't, I don't celebrate things like, no. like, 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 like I didn't celebrate that. Mm -hmm. We celebrated that by, we went downstairs, my friends and I, everyone was, everyone that was there. I had two beers and we ate some pizza and I went home, drove home Monday, got back Tuesday and I was right back to the gym. Yeah. And I was like, what's next? Yeah. Is that a little toxic that we don't celebrate those things? Probably. But also it's just, it's the quest it's the quest for more. Like I'm just waiting for that one race where I'm like, like when I do finish it, and I'm like, yes, you know. And 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 what I do you think, think that'll be what's going to cause that. I I don't know. I think I'm hoping I can find something within within the Texas run, yeah. within the the run across Texas in October, and because that's going to, and that's yeah, that's I'll be running 50 miles a day wow. for. 14, 15, 16 days, if all goes well. That's nuts. Yeah. And yeah, that's I think, I think that that's enough. I think that that's, that that's a good amount to where it's going to be. How could you not feel accomplished? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, like, like that's something that like, you know, people that run a hundred milers, people run, people that run 100 milers, they're the, the point zero one percent people that run 50 miles a day for 15 days are the point handful, yep. you know, maybe, maybe, maybe 50 in the world, maybe a hundred in the world. More like one in a hundred million rather than the one in 10 million. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and so I'm thinking that, you know, I don't, I don't even, I don't have a lot of races on the schedule right now. Actually, I don't have any, I don't have any confirmed races on the schedule for 2024. Yeah. Because I'm not chasing anything like, yeah. like, like I've stopped chasing that, right? Like these bodybuilders that chase the pro cards, yeah. and, you know, 2022, 20, I'm sorry, 2023. I was on the chase. Mm -hmm. I was chasing it. I, I, I did the marathon to chase the win. I won it. I, I, I did Ironman, you know, but not, yeah, nothing changed. But, but, but the thing that changed, I think is, is within me where it's like, I feel like 20, 2023, I had to like, I had to validate myself to myself and let myself know that like, not, not, I don't, imposter syndrome, whatever. But like, I had to, I had to make sure that I knew who the fuck I was. And I had to make sure that I knew who, that I was who I said I was. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I confirmed that in 2023 mm -hmm. to everybody, but most importantly to myself. Mm -hmm. So now leading into 2024, I don't need to chase anything. I don't need to prove anything to any motherfucker out there. I don't need to prove a damn thing to myself. 
I'm still going to chase these hard things. I'm still going to do these hard things, but I don't have any fucking validation to give. Yeah. And I don't want any validation either. The process can really be a beautiful, beautiful thing when you have a drive that is more than just a task completion. Yeah. Um, like finishing this podcast is just as rewarding as winning the overall at the show um, at the end of the day. Um, because it's not the task completion that changed me. It's the prospecting. It's the way that I handle the interview. It's the way that I get the guests engaged. It's the way that I get the guests vulnerable. Those are the things that are changing me. And so when people go through this whole process, they get the pro card in the end. After things calm down and the dopamine's gone and the congratulations have all been said, you realize, oh, well, my bank account's the same. My cravings are the same. I'm in the same skin. Yeah. I see the world the same. My mentality is the same. What's next? Yeah. And I have a buddy who just got his pro card at 20. Yeah. It doesn't his do a second, ton for his you. second show. Yeah. Second show. So That's he did, nuts. He did, he did summer shredding. Yeah. And then he got his natural pro card in, yeah. in Vegas just however long ago. Yeah. Uh, he's a, a Tua athlete. Yeah. Um, that's insane. And That's it, amazing. Right, right. But yeah. for me, he's he's a friend. Yeah. And uh I'm 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 actually coaching him now. Now yeah. he's he's like not really fucked the bodybuilding, but he's like, I got my pro card. Now I want to try to go sub three yep. in the marathon because he's he's very he's very good at everything. Yeah. And but I remember thinking one day, just you saying that, like he got his pro card and I was like making his schedule for this marathon, and I was like, dude, like like I was kind of selfishly worried. Yeah. Because I'm like Bro just got his pro card. His body's beat. Well, his beat, but like he got it. He, he just did a 20 that people chased for years. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do you, how do you, okay. Yeah. Winning, winning the Olympia, right? That's, yeah. that's, that, that's the bodybuilding way. But truly in my opinion, because I, it's Luke Hopkins is his name. If you got, look at look him up on, on Instagram. He's going to change the fucking world. I yeah. promise. Yeah. But like, how do you. How do you move on from that at 20? Like, 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 how do you win your pro card at 20? You win the Super Bowl mm-hmm. at 20 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. What else does he do? You know, like, it's like, holy shit. Like, yeah. so, you know. I would say it's a pretty mature 20 year old. He's, he, yeah. Well, he's, yeah. Uh, he's also going to USC and studying like neurological oh, yeah. fucking alienology. <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> like uh, dude is, dude is. He's, he's so, and, and, and here's the thing he's making like, and, and I'm throwing this out there. I have no idea. Dude's making thousands of dollars a month off of, I mean, he's a signed athlete with raw with, with C-Bum and, um, he was an athlete with BPN. That's how we got connected. He's, you know, signed with the Helix, the shaker and, and dude, dude. And he's, and now he's like, he's helping other athletes. He's coaching dude's making grant. He's making bank. Yeah. So it's like that's why I'm like, dude, like, like, the, what? Like, he's doing it the right way. Yeah, hundred percent. He's got more to offer, and he's not, and, and he's still in college. Yeah, he's not. and he's he's literally like, like he's texting me. He's like, can you switch my track workout because I got to go to class and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, bro. And he's like, I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> you know, but like, but, hey, but he's gonna but finish. Props to him for seeing it through. Yeah, that's yeah, huge. yeah. That's so awesome. that so that that's a cool thing, right? Is you see these athletes that'll that'll drop out of, you know, college and enter the NFL and they yeah. don't have a degree and then they get hurt and they're done. 
and it's really cool to like see him like doing this you know this he's studying the brain in freaking college and he's a bodybuilding pro he's gonna go sub three here soon um yeah it's just that's awesome but i don't remember how i got off on that tangent but yeah i mean some people are just priorities need to be aligned across the board and i think we've both learned that uh hard ways and we've both had positive influences kind of drive us the right ways but uh yeah, Matt, phenomenal conversation, man. I really Absolutely. appreciate you taking out time to come on the show. I think there's a lot of really valuable stuff in here. We're going to have your info in the show notes, but uh, I definitely look forward to continuing our friendship and I look forward to supporting you when you run across Texas. I think that'll be I really love that. cool, man. Yeah, I, wa- I literally walked away from coffee yesterday. We made this happen quick. This yeah, was like fast. introduced on Monday, yeah. email Tuesday, coffee Wednesday, podcast Thursday. Yeah. But I walked away from coffee yesterday and I was like, dude, like... We could be buds. Yeah. Like, for like, sure. like, 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 yeah, we no, we're going to be friends. We could be boys. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, like, like 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I already consider you a friend. So I definitely look forward to seeing uh, how things unfold here for you in, in the future. And yeah. uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. So make sure to follow him, support him on uh, Instagram. And he will be literally running across Texas, which is pretty sick. But as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Share this with everyone who needs it. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. See ya.